Welcome back to the Hornets' Nest in Poplarville, Mississippi. The Hornets win it 42-7 to in homecoming fashion over the Purvis Tornadoes. We welcome you into our Talking Ball, y'all, Poplarville postgame podcast. I'm Jason Baker, joined by the host of the Talking Ball, y'all podcast, Clay Sweden. Clay, for a team that tends to play their best in October and November, tonight's performance lends you to believe uh, we've got another edition of the Hornets fixing to do the same. Yeah, such an impressive win at 42-7 to against your, your rival in Purvis, but kind of went about it in a different way. Threw the football, kind of took the top off the defense early. Matt Will made two great throws to Braxton Connerly and then to Khalid Moore and just went about it a little bit different, which is uh, nice to see too. I believe this is a more balanced version of the Popperville Horns, which is really a mouthful when you run the ball as well as Popperville does. But the passing game is something that teams are going to have to prepare for. And you mentioned balance. Speaking of balance, that running back room is awfully balanced. Uh, Avon Jarvis, DJ Richard Bay, Maurice Travis, Tyron Holston, Matt Will with his ability to run the football. Uh, boy, it just it just lends you to believe you just don't have that feature guy that you're going to put your eyes on and key on and say, okay, that's who I've got to stop. Yeah, when you look at the way that the wing tee is supposed to look, when you read textbooks about the wing tee, this is it, right? This is the balance. This is all the, the backs really getting involved. It's when a defense does this, it opens you up for that. And you see uh, Coach Beach, I don't think there's a better wing tee coach in our state, maybe in uh, the southeast that gets his team, whether it be the offensive line or all these backs, to run it just right. And now you're seeing the passing elements. You know, the wing tee can be a throwing offense and can balance you out, and we see the Hornets using that now. When you look at that development of that room, one guy that we featured on our broadcast, he had a big night tonight, two touchdown runs for Maurice Travis. One of them, I believe, over 40-plus yards, another home run uh, for Maurice. He had one of 66 yards a week ago against past Christiane. Well, what are you seeing as you call and describe the action for the Hornets? What have you seen that Maurice has developed and, and really brought to his game? Yeah, he's a for first thing when you say see at my eyes, I'm thinking, what do I like physically see? I see a 5'11, 190 pound, like all uniform guy when he walks out the locker room. He's a beautiful back, and then when he takes the field, he's really grown uh, with his his patience, his vision. He made a beautiful catch in a Picune game in our first ball game, and I think that kind of helped maybe inside of him grow a little confidence and each week we see it building and growing look that uh that tailback spot here believe it or not those are such huge shoes to walk in that's that austin bolton roll that's that chase shears roll that's not an easy spot to play in this offense because of the expectations but he has grown really into that and after tonight he's going to be over a 500 yard uh, back and then some he's truly a weapon back there at the tailback spot when you look at this defense a special night for all intents and purposes they basically throw a shutout it was scored with uh less than about two minutes left to go in the game their touchdown when much of this defense was removed uh from the football game you get a defensive score tonight Nikhil trotter our deb's pizza player of the game we call him tank uh, from time to time I mean you're talking a kid who had multiple tackles for losses a sack tonight then he scoops and scores from about 55 yards out 
takes it in to put the defense's points on the board. We've told the story enough, and you'll hear it later in in an interview with Khalid Moore. But we knew his side would get the opportunities, and Clay, he's making the most of them. Yeah, and it's not a guy that you were kind of like, what kind of player? We knew like from last year because he played a lot of good quality snaps. Uh, It was just going to be, can he do it when they're going right at him virtually every play? Because you're, I mean, I'll say it, you're an idiot if you're going at uh, Khalid Moore, like if that's your game plan. But Trotter's making you look pretty foolish too, man. He is so, so good. And uh, Coach Johnson has done a good job. We pick on Coach Johnson, right, on how he's developed Khalid Moore because I think he would even say, hey, Khalid's just a, a, a freak athlete. But there's some jest in uh, that, but none on the way that he's – you've mentioned it tonight throughout the uh, ball game. There's been – you listed off eight, nine guys that he's really developed. And uh, I loved your interview post game with Tank Trotter, the maturity that he uh, spoke with. You partner that with the intensity and the fire. Now, now we're not talking about physical stuff. We're talking about the leadership, the quiet uh, leadership that he can provide. That defensive line's got uh, two great bookends. They do. And then on the interior, I think maybe that's where you can see some of the most improvement as well. Chase Dare, a young man who's put on some really good-looking weight, muscular-type game weight. Tucker Smith, a guy who's moved from defensive end into the nose tackle position. I thought Tucker in the first half – I think it was early in the first quarter, really made just a dynamic play for a nose tackle to be able to give a little pressure, but to get his eyes up, find ball, see ball, go hit ball. And Tucker did just that. And when you when you hear that development coming from inside the defensive line, Clay, boy, it really just bodes well to make that defensive front, speaking specifically to the D-line, just awfully special. Yeah, me and you have talked about this time and time again. Look, we're following a team that's routinely played in the state championship game. And as the year grows later, points become harder and harder to come by. I take this defense, know that it's going to travel and um, against any opponent and feel pretty comfortable in what we've seen in, in this start for Popperville. When you look at it as a whole, tonight district play began the Columbia Wildcats send a message. They defeat what was then a Summerall team. I believe that was four and one at the moment. They beat them to sleep, 42 to nothing tonight in Columbia. Everybody will try to get to that game. How important are the next couple of weeks maintaining you don't look ahead, take care of your business that gets you to that point? Absolutely, and just the things that, like, we've used the word growth and and experience and seeing people get better and better. That's got to be the mindset, right, over these next uh, couple weeks is to continue to get better. Coach Beach, I think, and I brag on him, we never see them, like, really overlook an opponent. There is constant growth uh, throughout the year, but that's what you've got to see because, look, from all reports, the team over uh, not that far from Popperville and Columbia is going to be a handful. They're right in our district, but I don't think Coach Beach and his staff would want it any other way. Absolutely not us either, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think us either. Uh, that uh, that magical night in October will happen. We just got to make sure it's uh, magical from both parties involved. Uh, as we wrap this up, we'll have an interview with Khalid Moore, an interview with Chris DeWeese, and an interview with our secondary coach, John Addison Ford, Chris DeWeese, the running backs coach for this staff. Your thought on that trio uh, as you get ready to listen into these interviews. Man, that's dynamic. You know, um, just three really good dudes. And 
it's fun to be associated with Popperville football because, I mean, me and you are nuts about this. Like, obviously, we love it. And to have a staff that you never feel like, hey, I'm more excited about football than they are ever. Like, and then that's always the case. Like, they're in love with it, too. They love the process of it. And then, man, Khalid, like, you can't see it, or maybe you probably will be able to actually hear it through the interview. But this kid's smile, for as mean as he is out here and as dynamic as he is, that smile, man, just lights it up. He's been uh, raised the right way. He's just so fun to be around. And just uh, I hope that will come through uh, to our listeners that don't follow us on Friday nights, but I'm sure want to have a peek and see at what Mr. Moore is all about. Yeah, those fans in maroon and white just want to make sure he stays wrapped up in it as jack crystal used to say clay sweet uh, great job uh, by you as always another edition of this poplarville talking ball y'all post game podcast hornets win it over purvis 42 7 we'll take a break we'll be back with some more interviews on the talking ball y'all post game podcast benny's auto repair is locally owned and operated and has been servicing the poplarville area since 1979 Josh Tynes is a second-hand generation owner and continues hometown service by offering complete car care and repair for European and domestic vehicles, full computer diagnostics with up-to-date software, oil changes, tune-ups, brakes, and AC repair. You name it, and Benny's Auto Repair can take care of it. They are located at 5 Enterprise Drive in Poplarville. Give them a call at 601-795-6370. Benny's Auto Repair is a quality you can depend on. Welcome back to the Talking Ball, y'all. Poplarville postgame podcast. I'm Jason Baker being joined by the running backs coach for the Poplarville Hornets, offensive coordinator Chris DeWeese. And uh, you've sort of had your work cut out for you. The injury bug has uh, hit the Hornets early in the season, and they did so in the running back room. Uh, Tyron Holston out with an injury early. DJ Richard Bay has battled an uh, injury early. Uh, but I think your room, maybe as much as any unit on this team, uh, kind of took those injuries on and, and developed themselves amongst it. Avon Jarvis stepped in well. Lawrence Jamison stepped in at the time that we needed him for Tyron Holston. Speak to maybe how that kind of altered maybe the start of the season and, and sort of kind of kind of derailed the plan, if you will, to start, but maybe the benefit that's come from it. Yeah, I mean, we feel comfortable. Uh, I think we're six deep, two at each of our uh, – Running back positions, um, you know, DJ went down, Avon's ready. Uh, he's kind of been ready, um, played real well, especially against uh, Terry. Um, and then Lawrence to begin the season, Tyron had an ankle injury, just kind of stepped in, did his thing. Uh, and we feel good with Quan Hutterson behind Maurice. So, you know, we can, we don't want to have injuries, of course, but we, I think we can afford one and, and not have a great drop off. I think we're real deep. Can you speak to the experience that Avon and Lawrence got a year ago? <clears throat> Lawrence as a freshman, Avon as a sophomore. Avon scored a touchdown in the state championship game against Louisville. Can you speak to maybe what that did for them for this year? Yeah, it's, it's completely different. You can get better during practice, but those game reps um, that they received were just invaluable to me. Um, Lawrence grew up, Avon grew up. Uh, they had a great summer. Uh, in the weight room, and and it's paid off. They're they're hungry and want to want to get on the field. I think one of the guys as well that's developed, and I think I've seen it maybe more in the last two weeks than I did in the prior four, is Maurice Travis. Um, his to me, what I what I judge him by is his ability to cut off angles, set up blocks, uh, be patient, understand what what his role is fixing to be on the play that's called. 
to me, that light bulb has gone off. What have you seen from him? Yeah, he's he's always had that ability to make the big play. Uh, where Maurice has really grown up and matured and gotten better is whenever he doesn't have the football. You know, he's he's great blocking. Um, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's he's stepped up leadership wise, and the last two weeks have been the best two weeks of practice he's he's had in this program. What does it do for him when he does the other things? How much does that play a role? I know. Uh, back when we covered Austin Bolton, I was once told, you know, he's so special with the ball in his hand, but he might be even more special to us when it's not. Is that the case? Uh, is Maurice that big of a key to, you know, you can make this offense really go by, by doing your role when we don't give you the ball? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's <clears throat> a big part of the game in this offense, what you do whenever you don't have the ball. If you can carry out your fake full speed, if you can block uh, for the other guys, it just opens everything up in this offense. And then I can't leave you uh, without talking about DJ Richard Bay. I know he's probably not gotten off to the six-game start that he wanted. He's got lofty goals for himself, but uh, he begins to look like what we've wanted him to look like on a few carries, and you can just kind of see that glimpse of, yep, that's that's our guy. That's who we want uh, from the three-back position. Speak to maybe how uh, the maybe the battle that he's had, and then what do you need from him going forward? Yeah, I think the carry last week on the touchdown uh, against Pass, he looked like DJ, and uh, he he's getting more and more. You know, he's getting closer to 100 percent each and every day, and uh, I think he's he's really really close, and it's it's good. Him and Yvonne are playing at a high level right now, so I think he's gonna, just going to have that bust out game uh, coming up, and we'll be right back rolling with him. Tyron Holston as well, uh, a guy in this offense, such a key member of this group. He just adds a special vibe. We were talking before this interview. He's just so freaking special and so good and can make so many men miss, right, that you never thought he should or would, and he does. Um, what's it like coaching him? You were on the defensive side of the ball when his brother was coming through here. What's it been like to be now on this side of it uh, working with Tyron every day? It's fun to watch. He's a great back. Uh, he takes coaching real well, practices hard. Um, he's, he's a special runner, but it, like I said, his, his biggest attribute to this offense is he's blocking guys twice his size on the edge and, and, and whipping them a lot of times. We tell him a lot of, a lot of weeks, if you can block this guy this, this much bigger than you, then we can have success, and he, he comes through uh, every week. We're speaking with the running backs coach, Chris DeWeese of the Poplarville Hornets on the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. Going forward, what do you want to see from your backs? What's next? What do they need to do to take the next step as as we begin to treacher through this uh, district uh, play for us um, and, and set ourselves up for some big ball games of the future? What do you need from your group going, uh, kind of developing, if you will? Uh, I think we got to cut down on putting the ball on the ground. We got to uh, really factor in ball security. Um, and then just get better each and every week. Um, you know, we got to find something that we weren't great at the previous week, improve on that during practice, and, uh, you know, play full speed and play more physical and be intense and uh, just go out there and go dominate. All right. That's our running backs coach, Chris DeWeese, on the Talking Ball Y'all Post Game Podcast. He's my guy. I'll be back with another dude, Khalid Moore, when we return. This is the Talking Ball Y'all Popperville Post Game Podcast. With fall and cooler weather just around the corner, there's no better time to head out to Brothers in Arms. It's Hattiesburg's premier outdoor gun range. It is located at 4657 Highway 49 South. Whether you're a new shooter or an experienced one, all are invited to shoot on the safe and family-oriented range. 
Go check them out and inquire about their annual memberships, hourly rates, as well as their training classes they offer. Once again, that's Brothers in Arms Outdoor Range at 4657 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And remember, always keep your sights pointed downrange. And we're back in the Hornets' nest tonight. The Hornets win it 42-7 to over the Purvis Tornadoes, visiting uh, with our defensive end. I won't call you the star because uh, really your other DN took the star away from you, man. Your teammate in Nikhil Trotter uh, wound up our Debs Pizza player of the game. I wanted to ask you because I've sort of told the story multiple times throughout the broadcast about Jacob Baycock thinking about moving you back off, playing maybe where you're going to go play in college, but just chosen to keep you as a DN. I told Jacob Aycock in the spring, well, the guy that'll step up is Nikhil Trotter. He'll get all the chances because teams are going to try to get away from you. Yeah. What is it like for you to see Nikhil have a night like tonight where a sack, couple tackles for loss, and then the scoop and score, and you was leading the way for him all the way there? Hey, man, I love it for my boy. Uh, it was kind of the same thing for me my sophomore year with um, Devin Hart, and now I, I can see it from the other side. So it's kind of frustrating at times. You know, they run away from me. I do what I can. But I still love to see him get a shine on, have a smile on his face, have fun all night, and block phone on Super Skull. I just love seeing him happy, so I'm not mad. I'm proud for him, love him. I just hope they keep trying him. They can't try me, so they're going to have to realize they can't try him. So I just, it's a good it's a good experience, so I'm glad for him, happy for him. Has it been an adjustment for you this year, whereas maybe years in the past, right, they're coming at you, you're getting multiple opportunities in a game to make a play, make an impact. Now you got to pick and choose when they're coming at you, right, and you still have to play. you got a lot of responsibility when the flow goes away from you. How much has that been an adjustment for you? It's a big adjustment because everything in me is telling me, like, let's make a tackle, let's do something, let's get involved in the play. Sometimes I just got to sit back, and, you know, sometimes I do get a chase down tackle. But other than that, it's uh, helping me learn some patience on the football field. So I just got to sit back and do what I can. What's it like playing for Adam Johnson? He's a guy that tends to turn defense alignment out of here like people go through peppermints, right? And yeah. uh, you're just one of a bunch of them, right? You're a guy that's gotten a lot more notoriety and glory, and you're blessed for that. But what's it like? Take us inside a film room with Coach Johnson and, and what that's like with him. It's great. It's, it's a fun experience. It's a good experience. And I've known him my whole life, so it's basically like another dad to me as a coach. So in a film room, you know, it's a bunch of serious moments, but there's a little bit of that funny moment, a little he sneak a quick little joke in. So it's great. I've been with him my whole high school career, and even before that, like I said. So it's just great. I have fun with him all the time, but he knows when it's time to go and pick the defense. If you look for me and I need something, I look for him. So it's just great. A new aspect into your life, uh, the college recruiting experience. Uh, the recruiting period just closed on Thursday of this week. I believe the contact period. You took an official, I think an unofficial visit uh, last weekend. You went up there up into Starkville to watch Mississippi State and LSU. Um, what was that like? What was the experience like to, to be courted and uh, uh, to know that uh, possibly that's your future home, I guess, yeah. uh, unless uh, some kind of uh, kind of crazy decision comes a different way. What's it like to get up there and get in that environment and experience uh, what it's like being sought after as a college recruit? Man, it was great. It was a great experience. Basically, pretty much my first time doing something like that. And, you know, on Friday nights, our fans have cowbells sometimes, and you get down there, you must pull it up by like a thousand, and it was it was amazing. I had great seats. They treated me great. They didn't win, but it was still a good a good experience. I still love the game, watch the game. I got to see some defenses, some defensive things that I probably gonna be involved in the next years or so. 
So it's just a great experience. I can't wait to go back up there again. Took a Hornet with you too, right? I think you took a mod. Is that right? Anybody else uh, got to get that experience with you? Uh, no, nah, I took a mod. Tyler's supposed to come, but he missed the bus. His alarms didn't go off, so he had to stay home. He was sad all day. <laughs> What's it been like for you? Can you go back to that moment in December when a Mississippi State coach called you randomly and uh, begin to, to begin that relationship and begin that conversation and then uh, to begin to offer you and, and know, you know what, my dream of playing college football is going to come true? It's been a blessing. It's been a great experience ever since then. Ever since I remember that day, I got that phone call and I've smiled pretty much every day since. This is a dream come true. I always watch college football. I always said, I want to do that. And that day four, I'm like, oh well, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get to do that. So, it's just been, it's just been great. It's just, yeah, it's been great. Well, kiddo, for someone who covers college football, myself, uh, you got it in you. You just make sure you go up there and represent the Hornets well. And uh, we're not finished uh, with business here in the green and gold, yes, my sir. man. We got a ball to get uh, come December. Yes, Khalid, sir. it's been an absolute pleasure. We appreciate you. You're always so gracious with your time with us, and uh, that doesn't uh, slip past us. Uh, congrats on a great homecoming win, my man. Soak it up and enjoy it. Yes, sir. Thank you. That is Khalid Moore, our senior defensive end. Uh, what a job by him. Uh, tonight and uh, that defensive line uh, as well. We'll be back with more of the Talking Ball, y'all, Poplarville post-game podcast when we return. We all know that switching jobs is stressful and switching schools is painful, but switching your insurance policies to Allstate can never be easier. Local Allstate agent Jason Pigott is proud to support the Hornets. At Allstate, you can call one local agent who can assist you with all your policies and make the paperwork simple. Here in Poplarville, Allstate agent Jason Pigott and his team can help protect everything from your car, home, boat, and ATV. Stop by and see the team of Leo Holston and Lindsey Olson, and they will take good care of you. They're located at 4656 Highway 53, that's right next to McDonald's, or give them a call at 601-795-2700. The question you should be asking yourself is, are you in good hands? Welcome back to the Poplarville Talking Ball, y'all post-game podcast. Hornets win it over the Purvis Tornadoes 42-7 to with secondary coach John Addison Ford. And uh, I wanted to get your take. Here we are, first district opponent. Um, you get a good win. This defense seems to be finding themselves. I think it's a defense that's beginning to try to find its identity. Looking back over the previous five games, now tonight being game six, what have you seen from this defense, and, and is it true? Do you feel this defense is beginning uh, to sort of find their identity? Yeah, well, the identity starts with the front seven, I think. Um, uh, Coach Acog, Coach Johnson have kind of jokingly throughout the year said the best uh, defensive back we have on the field is Khalid Moore just because of the pressure he provides. And, and that's true with the whole defensive line and backers and, and the pressure they get on the quarterback. Um, with the secondary being as young as they are and – um, still trying to find their their groove. I, I think by you know this being week six and, and moving forward, um, I think they're starting to hit it in stride, and um, everyone's held to a to a standard, and they're all starting to meet it. Um, you kind you can kind of see that on a Friday night. If you can meet the standard, and you can bring um, an, a, a skill level or or um, your game to the table, then you'll find yourself on the field. You know, we've talked about that on the broadcast. We've joked. I've jokingly said that. I've never met a high school coach quite like you that, as you say, I guess, meeting of the standard and you can play. How much is that your thought process, truly your thought process, such as, you know, I, I joked with you a couple of weeks ago, I had never known who Benny Jarvis was, and here all of a sudden he's making a play against Biloxi, running, running stride for stride with a wide receiver, making a, a great play in man coverage. How much is that that you look to your secondary personnel and say, 
here's what you have to do if you can do this you can play yeah well I mean it's it's uh kind of kind of sounds cliche to say but um the the secondary position we try to make it as simple as as, as we can possibly make it to let the kids be athletes um but at the end of the day there are about three or four things we have to do exceptionally well um and every kid uh, or every every young man out there that we you know we we call their number on in the game can do one of those it's a little bit better uh, than the other um whether it's tackling or covering or high pointing a ball or or jumping on a short route or um whether it's a tackling situation so um that's kind of judged uh, throughout the week um, based off the team we're playing and the tendencies are running and um, kind of expecting to, to, to get a certain thing on the field on Friday night, um, we'll kind of gear towards what we you know, might expect and, um, and really harp on it. And then at the end of the day, try to find the best four. Um, and, but it usually ends up being around the best six that kind of rotate in on Friday night. Let's talk about some of those six. Uh, Riley Passman, a guy who, you know, I, I jokingly say this, but I mean it. He was a baseball player that you have now converted into being a heck of a football player. He loves violence, uh, loves the opportunity for some violence uh, coming from a safety position. How much do you relish that, that he sort of has kind of gone underneath your tutelage and really turned himself into a heck of a defensive back? And what makes, in your opinion, Riley special? Well, um, yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's kind of a joking matter, but it's hard to teach uh, aggression. It, it's, it really is hard to try to pull that out of kids. You either have it or you don't. Now, you can critique little stuff here and there. You can teach them how to tackle and how to do it well and how to do it correct. Um, but the want to and the go-get attitude, that's, that's hard. That's the hard part to teach. Um, so Riley brings uh, you know, a different aspect of that into a game. Um, sometimes on Friday nights we might want to kind of rein him back a little bit because <laughs> he, he likes to take a shot here and there. Um, but he, um, he brings a spark to the defense that, that is a high-energy spark, um, provides a lot of uh, big hits in secondary, um, really helps shut down the middle of the field. And uh, honestly, uh, him being a baseball player or not, I'm, I love coaching him. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have him out there. And um, he really is a student of the game, and he's a, he's a leader in the secondary. Let's look to those corners, Lawrence Jamison, Quan Hutterson, Benny Jarvis. Uh, those three jump out of my mind of guys that are playing a lot of snaps uh, right now in your secondary. Lawrence appears to be having, from, all, from my view and angle of it, boy, he's really for a sophomore. One, he has the confidence, which I think you have to have to play cornerback. And then he just finds himself always in position to make good tackles, quality open field tackles. What has Lawrence developed into? And then maybe speak to the other corners, Quan and Benny, and, and what they bring to the table as well. Yeah, well, the best thing about all three of those names you mentioned is um, we'll have them for one more year, uh, God willing, if, if they, can, they can stay with us and stay healthy. Um, and it is, it, like I said, week six, moving on to week seven, we're, we're getting better um, every day in practice. And then in the game, we're, we're, we're asking the guys to go out there and be great. Um, so each game, um, you know, all three of them are, are kind of starting to um, shine in their own aspects. Um, but it, it is. It goes back to we try to simplify things as much as we can. Um, now we do get nitpicky here and there with you know little little critiques on the field, and um, but we we want at the end of the day we want to be athletes. Um, we want them to go out there and play their game, uh, play it to the best of their ability. Let's talk about your relationship with Jacob Baycock. Uh, you were a guy that when he came here and took over as the D.C., uh, my understanding is he finished his interview and the first request he made uh, was asked, could he bring you with him? Uh, what's that relationship like and uh, how much do you two guys kind of feed off each other uh, when out there underneath the lights on Friday nights? Well, that, that relationship goes back a, a while, um, years. I don't even know of a, of a number to even guess, but 
Um, started out having a little summer job together, and he jokingly said, and I was, I was young, I was in middle school or high school, um, he said, I'm going to get you to coach with me one day. And I, you know, took that with a grain of salt. I, I, I knew he was, he was going to do great things, and I wanted to get into coaching. I just didn't really think it would be that, that likely. Um, started out at Greene County together, um, and, and again, uh, by sheer luck, coincidence, and by the grace of God, he, he was able, him and Coach Beach and staff at Popperville and the administration were able to find me a spot. And um, I, I've loved being um, uh, under him and his program and his, his schemes and, and everything he, he brings to the game. Uh, one of the things he asks the guys to do every week is be a student of the game. Um, and I try to put myself in the, in the players' positions. If, if they're going to be a student of the game, I'm still learning. I don't know everything, and I'm not perfect. And um, But I, I do think uh, Coach Acock's standard and what he has the, with the defense has made me better every year. I, I said after the first year, I thought I knew a lot about football until I, until I got around Coach Acock. Um, and then here I was the second year. I thought I knew a lot about football until I got around Coach Acock for the second year. Um, and then going back to last year, my first year at Popperville, and now this year, it's, every year has progressed so much. And um, that's what Coach Acock, again, the standard that, that he brings to the table, that's the standard that Popperville brings to the table. It's, it's becoming both sides of the ball now. I'm learning a lot under Coach DeWeese also um, uh, with the offensive side. But uh, Coach Acock is, is a role model. Um, uh, he's, he's been like an older brother to me. Um, and in the day, the, the football guru that I look up to. Absolutely. Well, boy, good. Gracious, are we so glad uh, you two guys have decided to uh, strike up that relationship and be a part of Popperville Hornet football. Appreciate your time, John Addison. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's John Addison Ford, the secondary coach for the Popperville Hornets. Uh, wrapping up this edition of the Popperville Talking Ball, y'all, post-game podcast. They win it over Purvis tonight, 42-7. to uh, We'll see you next Friday night uh, from Monticello, uh, Mississippi. This has been the Talking Ball, y'all, Popperville post-game podcast. <laughs>